0: It's a mild nuisance at best.
1: For you, maybe.
0: Episode 39 of the Anchor Bee Farm Podcast. This is Brian. I'm Kara. And we're in the middle of another episode where we don't know what we're going to say or talk about. So we're just going to BS about the farm for a couple minutes and something will come to us.
1: Maybe. Dogs
0: uh-huh. are semi-settled. Castle. Yeah, Castle is nice and settled under a blanket, but Aberdeen keeps trying to walk on her and she's not a fan, so she growls a little bit. <laughs> it's like the um the kind where you're trying to nap and people are bothering you and you're like, ah Yeah. But she always is in
1: that mood, so Yeah. It's nothing new.
0: So today was supposed to be well it was a winter rising day. This is when we start gathering stuff up and changing our whole setup like like drastically. It's time to actually open up the basement and put a bunch of stuff in the basement so that I can put the tractor back in the garage. You know, the tractor's going to spend, you now. those John Deere tractors are rugged. They're, they can be outside, but you know, they're going to take a beating from the weather and nothing is indestructible. So, you know, do you want your John Deere to look like a brand new John Deere for a long time, or do you want it to start looking like an old John Deere sooner? So, Well,
1: it kind of needs a bath, but...
0: Oh, know. it definitely needs a bath, but it's a badge of honor when a John Deere is dirty, though. It's got dirt mm-hmm. on it. Um, yeah, I, when the guy sold it to me, I'd driven around a couple times. He's like, I only had it a day, and you've already got mud on the tires. Excellent. Because uh, it means you've been working with it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But I noticed the, there's a big roll bar on the top that folds down... And when I take it out of the garage, I swing it up like there's pins that secure it in place. So if the whole thing were to flip over, it wouldn't squish me, basically. But I have to lower them to put the whole thing in the garage. And I noticed a little bit of rust. So I'll have to scrub that out and paint over it to keep it nice. Yeah. You know?
1: You don't want your machinery getting rusty or else they'll... Rust is bad.
0: Rust is like a cancer. You have to scrub it out pretty quick. And in the environment that we're in up in Maine, it's it's just always going to be a problem.
1: I mean, scrub it out with like steel wool or something. You can't just use a sponge. So.
0: Yeah, you basically have mm-hmm. to scrape, because it's a chemical reaction that's happening in the metal. It's, the metal is actually changing into the rust. It, it's oxidizing. So you have to scrape like the iron oxide off of the, the, which is what rust is. You have to scrape that off of the metal until it's got nothing but clean metal. And then you got to paint that so that, because it's exposure to the air and moisture and stuff that causes it to rust.
1: Yeah, if it keeps rusting, you'll develop holes. and It's just bad.
0: Because it eats away. It's literally the metal is, as it changes into rust, it goes further and further until more of it is rust, and more of it is rust, and, and then it's not strong anymore. Yeah. And now, that can take a long, long time. I mean, we could let things get really rusty, and they would just be ugly for a very, very long time. But these tractors can last decades. Like, you, if you take care of a tractor, you, you have it for a ridiculous amount of time. Yeah. And, you know, why would you not want to maintain it? I don't
1: know. They're yeah. expensive. Why wouldn't you? They? <laughs> yeah, they're very
0: expensive. We're doing payments. Uh, yeah, we
1: haven't... we got a long way to go, so... <laughs>
0: yeah so a lot of it was just me carrying things to the basement uh, and measuring windows because I, I we bought these storage buildings for our animals and they've been living in them.
1: They're not storage buildings
0: technically they are um, no, I found them in the storage section of the the mini barn place
1: well yeah, but they're they're nicer than storage buildings I, but
0: oh yeah, I see what you mean if if you're thinking. When I say storage shed, if you're thinking of one of those rickety metal ones.
1: Or like the raison. raison?
0: You mean the plastic ones? Yeah. Or, or anything like that? No, it's nothing like that. These that. are buildings. They actually, they're built out of two by fours and plywood and they got shingles on the roof.
1: And there's vents and stuff.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So they're they're nice. You, you could actually turn one of them into an office. You could use them for all kinds of stuff. They'd be an outdoor shop. Um. You could turn them into a tiny home. There's all kinds of crazy stuff you can do with them. For us, we made them into animal houses because they're they're very sturdy, and they're pretty permanent, and you can maintain them like a house. And and if you remember, like if you're one of the six people that's been downloading this Mm -hmm. and you've listened to all the episodes, we actually have a, a gravel pad made that's a little bit bigger than the building And so the landscaping guy comes in with an excavator and he digs out the area and he puts gravel in its place and he brings a compactor around and he compacts it down and he makes this incredibly solid gravel pad that's not going to settle. Yeah. Um, So you you don't have to worry about two years from now. The whole thing is at a weird angle.
1: What you need to do because the buildings that we bought the house with have not been on pads So they're sinking into the ground and... Settling. That's not pretty.
0: Yeah, and for the smaller sheds, you could even do something like if you build a pole barn where you basically drive like four poles into the ground and then you attach framing to those and make a floor and everything so that you're not actually on a foundation. You've actually got poles that go down below the frost line. If you dig deep enough with the poles that are supporting the place... That won't settle either. You know, but it's all about being below the frost line. It's all about being compacted. So if you do it right, then it's fine. But the buildings that were yeah. yeah. She's right. The ones that were here before we got here were just up on rocks and stuff.
1: Yeah, and the rocks <clears throat> sink. I mean, it just doesn't make sense yeah. really. I mean, why? Who? Yeah, why? How?
0: Although, to be fair, we brought more water to the place, and we've opened the place up more, and and it's getting used more. So there's more erosion now than there was.
1: Well.
0: In some places, there is. In other places...
1: I mean, there's erosion, but we didn't bring the water. The water fell from the sky.
0: Well, a lot of it did, but we're also (laughs) filling things and cleaning things with the hoses. Well, yeah, but that doesn't affect the buildings. But we've also covered everything with... (laughs) Bedding from the buildings, so a lot of the grass is dead in the front. It's really hard to keep your grass. Ever since our second winter here, when we had the goats, everything froze, we, everything would melt and refreeze. We we're always dealing with ice and everything was slippery, and we were using the bedding from the houses to give us some kind of traction. And we wound up killing a bunch of grass that way. And then it just got really hard to leave an open, grassy area in the main work area between the animal houses.
1: Oh, yeah. The ducks didn't help because yeah, they're the, always digging up stuff. And chickens are also digging up stuff. So if you've got animals, grass is hard to keep.
0: The ducks are the worst because all they need is a little bitty puddle. And they start digging in the puddle for worms or whatever. And they basically bore out a larger hole. And you'll end up a little mud pit. So you have to be very vigilant. We did get some grass to come back this spring or no, this, this fall, but it was near the end of the season. I think if we work really, really hard, we can get some of the grass to come back in a few places. But of course, then there's the outside feeders and the goats and the sheep don't perfectly eat all of it efficiently. They drop some of it. <laughs> so there's like a pile of hay around the feeder every morning. And because of all the rain we've had, there are places where it's like six inches of mud. Yeah, there's no grass, so I've been throwing old once the hay's on the ground, nobody wants it.
1: Except Lucan.
0: Well, if it's piled up enough, Lucan will eat the <laughs> top. But there's there's a point at which hay becomes, you know, forbidden the goat culture. They don't they don't want it. But yeah, Lucan takes the stuff that falls directly. It's still good. Five second rule, I guess.
1: Yeah, he's also the smallest, and he gets bullied out of the feeder area. He can't quite reach. He can reach a little bit, but he usually like jumps up onto it if no one's around.
0: Yeah, those feeders have a big tray at the bottom, and there's like a, a V formation with a 4x4 four four metal grid, and you just drop the hay in the top, and the tallest goats might get up on it, Get on their hind legs and eat directly from the top. A lot of them eat from the sides, from the four by four grid, and the stuff that they they make some of a mess, and it falls into that tray in the bottom, and the little bitty goats can reach that tray.
1: Yeah, or they'll go underneath it.
0: Yeah, if they get bullied and stuff, <laughs> they go underneath, and as it as the the pile falls and is fresh, they'll eat the fresh hay that falls.
1: Yeah. Usually it's Lucan. You can either find Lucan, Guinness, or Magner's under there. So.
0: Those are the three little guys. <laughs> but. Lucan actually is the one. He does get bullied quite a bit because we have a, a plastic doghouse inside the goat house. And Lucan's always in there. I'll actually hand him a handful of hay and let him eat it in there so nobody can mess with him. But it's, it's, it's a big uh, ambition of ours to get some grass to come back in a few places. And Kara wants me to open up the whole place a, a bit more in the spring. And there's a lot of trees and wooded areas. So I don't know how much grass we're going to have.
1: Yeah, It gets harder as we open up more because of all the trees.
0: There's a huge problem with the hill because everything becomes mud. And all of our plans involve going. We, we don't want to go too far down the hill. All the buildings are going to be in a village. Like I think you called it a village. Up here at the top, but we're still going to have to do a couple of buildings a little bit further down than we normally are willing to go. So I'm going to be snow blowing down the hill this year, and I'm going to try to see if we can make a safe passage to the bottom. And eventually, we're just going to have to to build a road that goes down that way. It, It doesn't have to be like for cars or anything, but it needs to be. Like we're going to have to have it dug out and filled with gravel. And, and basically underneath the road is going to be a French drain. It's just going to be built like a French drain. You dig out a trench that's a uh, typical French drain is 18 inches deep. But if you're making a road, you might be digging a little deeper. So I would be like, put big rocks in there, put some landscaping cloth, let it double. Because that, that would allow the water to just go down the hill and not pool in certain areas. So there's going to be a lot of water management.
1: Uh, There's also something called erosion blanket. Erosion
0: control blanket.
1: Erosion control blanket. I guess it's like a cloth, usually made out of wheat straw, which I can't really handle. But you put it in place and put grass seed on it or under it? I'm not exactly sure how it works, but...
0: Kara found it and then mentioned it. And then when she saw that it was made out of wheatgrass, she was like, I'm out. So she stopped. But <laughs> I mean, then I, I looked it up. Basically, it's a a woven blanket made out of wood or coconut or straw or whatever. The, the stuff you're going to find quickly, if you Google it, is made out of wheat straw. And it basically provides a way for stormwater to flow over without the soil underneath going away. And it also protects unestablished plants. So you would use the, the erosion control blankets over a bunch of grass seed, and it would help protect your grass seed and give the grass a chance to grow without being washed away.
1: And it would probably prevent the chickens from eating all the seed.
0: It would help. If we could find something that's not made out of wheat.
1: Probably won't. Because you'd have to spend more money, which we don't have. So,
0: I oh, just, we're in fantasy land. We're talking yeah. about building a road <laughs> that t- it costs so much money. Yeah.
1: Well, well, this is something we could actually do. I just can't handle it. You'd have to lay it down. Because it was suggested also rocks, but we can't have rocks because we got ducks, and rocks hurt ducks' feet. So,
0: basically, the the road that we're going to build, the gravel road that we're going to build. Is probably going to have softer stuff tossed on top of it, uh, because yeah, we have. Kara doesn't want the ducks to have their sensitive feet hurt.
1: They're already getting hurt because <clears throat> the ground is all screwy. So,
0: but I would argue that the the a gravel road would be less trouble. Like once I start smoothing out things and getting rid of some sharp areas and some they're they're walking over really rough terrain and the chickens can handle it a little better but the the ducks need kind of a flat area and i've got some stumps i've got to cut down it's it's frustrating with the stumps i've mentioned this before you have to dig around them with a shovel chainsaw them and then cover it all up with dirt and then of course be mindful of the, of the area where you did that because Kara mentioned, I think last episode, one of these days, the stump's going to rot away and you're going to have a hole. So you're going to have to be mindful of the places where you got rid of stumps that way. Bring the fill dirt. So there's, there's a lot of dirt management involved, a lot of water management because we're on a hill. The advantage is that we don't have as much trouble as other farmers. For other farmers, everything they got is complete mud, like way worse than us.
1: Yeah. Except we're getting to that point because it won't stop raining.
0: That's true, but for other people, every single place outside their house.
1: Yeah, it's flooded. We have sections that are flooded. And then, I don't know, it gets frustrating. Because we also have to do water management around the house. Part of the house needs gutters. So we have to find someone who will do the gutters. And then we got to find someone who will... Because we gotta do the gutters first. You gotta fix the problem yeah. before you fix the other problem that is caused by the initial problem.
0: Yeah, because if you change your well, house because of like water damage to your house, that's great. But if the water is still coming in on your house, then you're just gonna have to do that again. So
1: yeah, by so. our basement, it's like a L, and it it just keeps on pouring down and.
0: Oh, that that spot where the... Yeah. Yeah, there's two sections of roof that come in. And like she said, the inside of an Mm L. And so when the snow melts...
1: Snow, rain, whatever. And it just falls and it hits and it has rotted out some of our siding. And so the Terminex guys are like, this is how the rodents are getting in, obviously... It needs to be fixed, but first we need a gutter to redirect that rain. Then yeah, we rain need,
0: diverters and stuff.
1: Then we need someone who knows how to replace single wood shingles on a house. The, the siding is
0: these these wooden boards. Mm-hmm. It's not like vinyl or anything like that. And yeah, every every yeah, time
1: I've talked to companies and they're like, well, you have to do the entire house at once. I'm like, no, that's not how it works, but. Yeah, you totally don't like.
0: (laughs) This house has been done in the past where they patched it. It is possible to do part of the house.
1: Patched it bad on the garage because it's not even wood. It's like particle board or cardboard. I don't even know. It's not. Yeah,
0: there's basically there's it's wood siding all around, and then somewhere like around the garage when they built the garage they got cheap. Either way, it's not what I would like. I'd like to have vinyl or something.
1: I don't even want vinyl. I'd rather have the composite that looks like wood. Oh, but that's it's stronger. right. stronger.
0: See, Kara actually does all the research on this stuff. I just want, like, waterproof stuff.
1: But it's so expensive,
0: so... <clears throat> Could we do the job and have the house look a little weird for a few years as we do sections? If we get someone willing to do that?
1: I mean, the problem is finding the person.
0: Especially right? in mid-coast Maine.
1: We're not in mid-coast
0: Sorry, not mid-coast. More
1: central Maine. (laughs) Central Maine.
0: That's... You know where that came from? Our days doing farmer's markets.
1: We did live in mid-coast and Bath, but we're no longer there.
0: Yeah. So my brain map takes a while to to update.
1: We actually had a guy there, but he doesn't want to drive here. It's too far, apparently. So...
0: Yeah, it's a bit of a drive for him.
1: Which is a bummer, because he would have done what I wanted.
0: Yeah, and he... Oh, yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, he knew everything. Yeah. He was great.
1: He did it all. Can't find that here, though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He did part of our roof in our house and bath. And apparently the roof had been done, had been patched so many times that eventually you just have to take stuff out and replace it. One of the guys working for him told me he pulled like a small square out and he said, look, if you got a square this big, if you're going to secure it, you put a nail in each corner, right? If you're crazy, you're going to put a nail in the middle as well, right? If you're really, like, paranoid about it. He found 16 nails in that. It, it was like...
1: It was insane.
0: There was as much metal <laughs> as as wood in the structure of that section of the roof. It was such a big deal to get that. It was expensive, too.
1: Yeah, because it was so much work.
0: But the great thing about that guy is he would quote high. He would come up with all the weird stuff that could happen and he'd tell you about it before you accepted him as a before you took the job, before he started. He would say this could happen, this could happen, this could happen, it's probably going to be this much. And then if nothing bad happened, the job would be cheaper. Yeah. Cuz he would he would kind of price it with the assumption that like half of the bad things that he could think of were going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately for us, all of the bad things that he could think of happened. So oh, yeah. It, and so worse.
1: It, it got
0: more expensive. <laughs> so,
1: but you know. But it, it
0: wasn't as big of a an emotional hit because he had listed off all these risks. Yeah. And some guys will come up and they'll they'll quote you like everything's perfect and easy. And they're never going to find anything when they open up a wall. And it, if you've ever watched any home shows or home improvement shows, mm-hmm. they always find something when they open up a wall.
1: Oh, yeah. Especially all old houses. houses.
0: And this is part of winter, too, because this one section of our roof that she's talking about, imagine all the snow stacked up. And, and the beauty of a metal roof is when the snow starts to melt, it slides right off the roof. Right. You never have to roof rake. Now, other, other places where you have a shingled roof, you have what's called an ice dam, where ice forms on the end of your roof. It's basically the, the part of your roof that sticks out over the wall. The cold can get underneath that and top it and attack it from different directions. So, ice forms there first. Then, more ice forms and more and more. And you end up with the expansion of the ice as it gets warmer and colder kind of pushing on your roof and it becomes, it can become a problem, especially if you're in a corner, it can like push things apart. It can break stuff. So people have roof rakes and every time it snows, they just pull the, they just kind of rake the snow off of the edge of their roof. And I have to be very
1: careful because shingles are fragile.
0: (laughs) Right. And if you're in an old house, Mm -hmm. which is what we tend to get, the shingles are old. Yeah. So it's not brand new tough shingles. It's old shingles that are crumbling. And so you basically have to be Johnny on the spot with it. And they also sell uh, warming cables, which we used to use, which you could secure on your roof. And you plug them in and they get up to like 50 degrees, which is enough to melt the snow. And that's enough to prevent ice dams. It It gives the water a place to go. It prevents everything from damaging your roof. So basically there's this whole chapter of management of your roof that it is when you have a shingled roof. And when you have a metal roof, you don't think about that at all. It just slides right off. As soon as it gets warm, it just... Poof. But of course, this means that you don't get the benefit of... Like people with shingled roofs get... The, the, the snow on their roof acts as an insulator. And their, their home is actually warmer in the winter than ours would be. Yeah. So that's the, the trade-off of having a shingled roof versus a metal. But in our case... This, this place where it's the inside of an L, it kind of creates a chute where a whole bunch of snow just kind of ew, comes down in large amounts and kabam, hits the ground right on top of our basement doors.
1: Yeah. Needless to say, we need to replace our basement doors. That's on the list.
0: Yeah, they've been beat up like you wouldn't believe. I mean, they're they're metal, so they're still kind of working, but they're... They're not great, and of course, there's been a lot of moisture around it because if you're not careful, you end up with a big pile of snow stacked up on it.
1: And they're also also rusty, which means and we haven't taken care of them. I should painted them. Should done a lot of things. But- a, we
0: were we've been working hard on this house. That <laughs> was <a>
1: lot.
0: <laughs> that was lower on the list of priorities. But we're eventually going to have to have that whole thing replaced. Yeah. Uh, But it's not like a danger to the house. It's just an inconvenience. And it
1: lets critters in.
0: Well, not through those particular basement doors, but but the actual wall to the house that you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And the the trouble is when you live in central Maine, not (laughs) mid-coast, but central Maine, like we do now, people don't have websites.
1: Yeah, it's very frustrating.
0: I went into the general store here, and I didn't take my phone. I was just getting a coffee. I was doing a delivery for for Kara's business. And I just, I was going past the general store and I stopped and I got a coffee.
1: You just had coffee at the house. I know, I wanted another coffee.
0: I went and I got a coffee. And this dude, on the back of his shirt, it said the name of his company. And we do small jobs. And it was like, it was like Christmas. It was like, this is the most perfect thing I've ever seen. And I didn't have my phone. If I had my phone, I would have asked him, dude, can I take a picture of the back of your shirt? But I didn't have it. So I said, dude, do you have a website? He's like, no. i was like, oh, God, okay. He's like, well, our business card is over there. I was like, okay, cool. I'll take a picture of that. So I, I don't remember like what the name of the company was. I've, I've taken a couple of pictures of business cards and huzzies in our, in our general store. And I'll sift through them. But there are guys that do the kind of work we need but we, they're operating analog. They're operating like old school.
1: Uh, that's part of the problem. The other problem is that they don't, I don't know. They don't. I'm the one who has to talk to them normally because I'm the one who knows what needs to be done. Right. And it, and it's just not.
0: There's they, a lot of sexism, and we don't know which guy is going to be that way or which guy's not.
1: Most of them. Are that way. They claim not to be, but you are. I'm sorry. You are. Because you won't it's, take me seriously and you'll tell me something wrong when I know it's wrong and I'll never call you back.
0: <laughs> it's to the point where when the guy is not like that, when the guy is cool, he gets like gold stars and he becomes like a celebrity in our house. Yeah. And there's we've talked about guys like that before that were cool. and And the thing is, these guys aren't like superheroes. They're just... Acting like normal people and treating Kara like a normal person. Yeah. It's really not a high bar. It's not that's, difficult.
1: That's not. <laughs> it's, it's not And really. yet so many fail.
0: <laughs> but it's we got crazy. lucky with our with our plumber and our electrician. Yeah. I, I, I basically, Kara makes me make the phone calls. So I have to contact them and set stuff up. And then when they get here, I say, my wife really is the person that knows what needs to be done. She's the, the, the decider on this. I just, she doesn't like to talk on the phone. I tell them, you yeah, know, and they go, oh, okay, okay. And so then it's fine, you know, for the for the guys that we've, uh, that we stay with, it's fine. But you got to find those guys. And you yeah. typically have to filter through a few contractors before you get to that guy.
1: And we've yet to find a contractor. So that's the problem.
0: So once we find we've been one. been here
1: three years and haven't found one.
0: Yeah. And I, I think it's going to be luck of the draw or a business card at, at our general store. That's going to lead to it. But then we're going to have to go through two or three of them probably until we find a guy that's cool like our electrician and our our plumber. So, you know, sorry, Kara's distracted (laughs) because.
1: The sheep. So they're big, right?
0: The the sheep have just just run up the hill.
1: They just ran like, I don't know what's going on up front, but everyone's running up there.
0: And the vibe is that they're running to, they're not running from. It's not an emergency. but
1: Yeah, so I don't know if someone pulled into the shop or what, but they were excited.
0: I don't know, they trigger each other too.
1: That's <laughs> true, the goats went first. The goats always go first, and then everybody follows.
0: Anybody that gets a case of the zoomies and suddenly starts running somewhere, everybody else is like, oh my god, are we running? And then mm-hmm. they all go. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> so it's so it's they don't just do that when they're scared of something. They sometimes do it when they're happy.
1: When they're scared of something, they kind of get frozen. They don't run. They just freeze.
0: It well, yeah, they freeze until they assess. But if they have to run away, they do. Yeah. Uh, but but the thing is, normally we don't we don't really witness that. We normally witness the happy runs. Yeah.
1: Although we've witnessed the scared runs with the the eagle Halloween weekend.
0: Well, that was me running to the front to. <coughs> no, after the ducks, ducks
1: also ran to the side where they could duck for cover. <laughs> <laughs> and that, so we to were speak. out there, and it's like the eagle was still, oh, here they come. What are they doing?
0: <laughs> I think the sheep just have the zoomies. <laughs> the sheep
1: have it's the cutest thing oh, I wish I was videotaping. They
0: that. really are they're just running around There's no reason for them to be doing that. They're just I think they just have the zoomies, and we're in front of a sliding glass door, so when they run by, Kara just loses her brain and and watches them'
1: they're so cute.
0: Whatever she's talking about is lost.
1: <laughs> all right, I love them all so much all they're right they're
0: else. baby doll sheep.
1: yeah, and if you don't, they're also called South down. They're like little teddy bear faces, different than most of the sheep you've seen.
0: Watch, we they're gonna get sheared for the first time in the spring, <laughs> and they're gonna look totally different. And Kara's gonna hate them. <laughs> like, she's gonna, ew, she's so gonna fall out of love immediately. Like, don't even talk to me.
1: No, I would never. <laughs> I'm starting to be able to pet all of them now, so we're they're getting starting there. to trust.
0: Yeah, they're very different from the goats. When anything changes, if anything's different, the goats are right up on it. Like, what's going on? What's what's this? What's happening? You know, meanwhile the ducks completely hate any change and it'll take them four or five days to handle any kind of change to their environment.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> we we installed that wheelchair ramp in front of their house. They would not touch it. They jump around it like it was radioactive. <laughs> they they've only just recently started to actually use that ramp to go up so into their weird. house. <laughs> you know, whereas the goats will just approach anything that looks unusual because they want to know what's going on. And the sheep are not as curious. They're more skittish. They're, they're
1: they're curious in their own time. Like we were folding up the pool for the ducks, the big pool that we had, and it was folded, and they got curious after two days of being there. They're like, oh, what is this?
0: It takes a lot more for a sheep to get over the fear, I think. They're they're more like a goat when you first get a goat as a as a baby, they're not necessarily keen on you yet. They're still worried, but once they get acclimated and this is their home, they're cool. You know, whereas the sheep are taking a lot more time to get used to us. They're I don't just-
1: know if that's normal for sheep. This is our first sheep experience, and we got a different breed than what most people have so we can't really relate to
0: and we also have different situations like most people's goats behave differently than ours because ours get a lot of human contact
1: yeah our goats are unusual
0: so people comment on our goats all the time that they're so friendly and the sheep are going to get there they're going to get there eventually they just need to kind of, it's taking them longer to overcome their worry about things yeah but they're walking up to me now, and especially Hamilton will, will let me pet him. All three of them will sniff my hand.
1: Yeah, I can they're now. And further,
0: they're further along with you.
1: Yeah. Like, Aaron and Hamilton, I can pet and kiss and hug. In Glasgow, just this past week, he's let me pet him, like, three times in a row. Like, I could pet him three times. And then he's like, all right. That's
0: enough. Glasgow is literally the black sheep <laughs> of the family. <laughs> yes. He's he's although he's actually like a chocolate brown.
1: Yeah, he looks brown, but he's technically black.
0: Yeah. So we have two mm. white sheep, a brother there a brother and sister, and the third one is a black sheep. Yeah. So Baba, black sheep. Mm. Yes, he has wool. <laughs> and he's the one that is the most like, no, you can stay away from me. But he's getting, they're getting there. They're becoming more, they certainly harass me in the morning.
1: So they're very routine oriented. They need to have their breakfast in the morning and they need to have their hay in the feeder as soon as they come out. But if it's raining, we don't put the hay in the feeder and they get very angry.
0: Violation of protocol.
1: Yeah. Because they don't
0: care about rain, so we shouldn't care about rain. They
1: yell about it. And yeah. when sheep yell, it's loud.
0: <laughs> Every time I'm putting, because Kara makes treats for them in the morning, right? So, we or, or she decides we have to have treats in the morning. They get treats in the Breakfast. morning and treats in the evening, right? So they have Timothy grass pellets that I give them, and I lay them out for. I give I give three to the sheep in their house when they. I open up the door, give them their their uh, one bowl each replace their water, leave their door wide open so they can come out. And then by the time I get around to opening the goat house, the sheep have wandered over and they start yelling at me because I'm going to, I basically place the goat, the little rubber bowls of, of Timothy grass pellets. I place them in a semicircle around the entrance to the goat house because the goats are going to come busting out of there and they're going to, I don't want them bumping into each other. I spread them out. As I get around to it, the sheep are like, hey, put that bowl down because they're going to steal, they're going to eat it from a couple <laughs> of these bowls before the goats come out. And they start yelling at me if I'm too slow because they're routine oriented and they yes. feel that I should should have put it all down by now. Yes. So I get yelled at and then I put them down and they start eating them. And then I let the goats out and boom, <laughs> the goats dominate the, the space. That's
1: funny. And I have a routine, too, so it it gets hard at times, like, putting them to bed, I gotta fill all the waters first, but there they are yelling at me, I'm like, I'll get to you in a moment, you gotta wait, but they can't wait, because...
0: It's not about efficiency, she has an order that she likes.
1: Yeah. It is efficient when I do it, so... When I do,
0: <laughs> no, because
1: it's efficient. The
0: weather in and the circumstances way. can change what we could do first, well, yes, but but Tara has to do it the same way every time.
1: It's part of my OCD thing. I don't. Is it the OCD or is it a mental anxiety? Thing? I don't know. One one of the things. It's. That,
0: I don't know. Calling it OCD <laughs> is a little much because that implies disorder, and it's well, not it a is, disorder.
1: It. I mean, it is because it. Makes me very anxious when you do it out of order. And no, I mean
0: it's an ex- obsessive compulsive trait, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's a disorder because it's not big enough to really. It's it's a mild nuisance at best.
1: For you, maybe. In well, my head, I'm just like. It,
0: well, yeah, I understand, but it's the world, a is, the world's not going to end if we. Well, for you. Hold on. The world's not going to end if we do. The evening chores in the order that you want. That's not going to cause any damage. So it's not like it's it's stopping us from achieving things. I feel like if it was a disorder, we wouldn't be able to put the animals to bed. It would get in the way of that.
1: No, um, I think there's levels. I'm not like at a ten, but I feel like it really disorients me when we don't do it in the order. When something's I out, need it's like big problem. Do it. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. So we got to do it the same order every night, regardless of what happens. But again, that's not the end of the world. We can do it in that order. That's, that's fine. It's a, it's a, it's a good enough order.
1: That's the problem when you got issues.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But the, the reason I'm saying it's not a, a, not a disorder is because it's not a huge thing to ask and it's, it's not going to stop us from doing the job. So, it, it's however much trouble it is for you, it, it's not preventing us from getting the animals to bed. Like, I wouldn't call a doctor and say, Doctor, Doctor, we're achieving our goals and we're getting things done, but she has to have it in a certain order. Then. But we're, we're back to talking about putting animals to bed.
1: It's a to do.
0: You know what we haven't discussed lately in every single podcast recently? Mm, what's the that? time change.
1: Oh, my gosh. It's like you wake up, you get everyone out of bed, and then it's time to do everyone to be put back to bed because there's no time. There's no.
0: Today, Ugh. I was – I pretty much – I go out in the morning. I go out first, and I do all the stuff of letting the animals out, and I don't just go open the doors. It's more than that. The, the ducks have to come out before the goats because the goats will go into the duck house and eat – the remaining duck food. So you have to let the ducks out and, and clean up their area a little bit, clean up their bowls a little bit before you let the the goats out. The sheep don't do that. So I can, I can let the sheep out first, but there's, there's a good bit of walking back and forth because we don't, we don't actually have the village that Kara wants to build yet. The sheep are way away from everybody right now in a terrible spot. Yeah. Uh, but that's where the previous owners put that little building. So far, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of stuff I got to put hay in the feeders. There's, it's more than you think. It probably can be a little more efficient, but it's early in the morning, and if I forget something, if I forget something, I got to carry. Like I have actually carried. Something all the way across towards the uh, the sheep house, and realized I didn't bring their three bowls of Timothy grass pellets. Oh my gosh! That means I got to walk all the way back and go get them and bring them back, that cost me <laughs> time, right? So, what you want is you want to create the perfect routine, because I'm not like OCD the way Kara is, so I'm not compelled to do the routine. The exact it would actually be a benefit in that situation if I was compelled, because you'd find the most efficient path. Or at least I would think I would. But I'll forget a little component and it'll cost me another trip. It'll take a little more time. I'm better than it used to be, but every once in a while I'll still goof up. But now that it's winter, I've got to carry jugs of water out there.
1: Uh, which the means the,
0: the gorilla cart that we pull is full of five-gallon water jugs. and I'm dragging that around. Then I have to come back to the garage to get the hay and then back out there to fill the feeders and then... There's a lot of back and forth happening.
1: I feel like we need another wagon.
0: Maybe. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset by that. Yeah. But the, the end result is I go out there and I do all the work of letting the animals out. Which when, I feel
1: bad about. I should be out there. But most of the time I'm in the kitchen baking.
0: Oh, you're, you're not doing anything. You're just doing two full-time jobs. You're like, no, you go out there later and you clean up some of the houses. You do a lot of farm work. You spend time with the animals which is vital to the, the non-profit happening because spending time with the goats is what makes them so human-friendly. Yeah. It makes them curious about people. And even whenever somebody visits, the goats will walk right up to them and check them out. And that feeling of comfort comes from, from Kara spending so much time with them. Especially in winter, a five-gallon jug of water is 40 pounds. I mean, I'm, I'm the only one that can lug that around easily.
1: Yeah, i got to fill these one-gallon jugs, and it's such a pain. Like, yeah. I hate winter. I hated winter to begin with, but just doing the water protocols is just, it's a lot.
0: So like today, for example, I do all this stuff, and it's Sunday. You know what? I'm not in a hurry. I'm just not going to run. I'm not doing a delivery today. I don't have to work today. I refuse to just run around at top speed and try to get all this done so fast. No, I'm just going to relax and just take it at a steady pace and it gets done when it gets done. Plus my, my left ankle has been acting up today. I've, I've twisted that a number of times in my life and it's no longer like factory issue. So I'm going to have to spend time on the exercise bike this, this winter, just to make sure I train that up and as I get older, it's going to become more vital for me to be on the exercise bike. It's not just a workout yeah. exercise thing. I'm going to have to do it to make sure my ankle still works. So I've got to make time for that. Uh, so I got to, Because our schedule is not full enough <laughs> as it is. Yeah. Kara, um, is she's been making things for the farm shop. She's been making these, these breakfast sandwiches. And I had one from yesterday and... And I came in and had that for like a late breakfast, and then got back out there and started dragging stuff to the garage, from the garage to the basement, staging things, uh, just just generally walking around and collecting all the fans, all the electric fans that we had in the houses in the summer to keep everybody from overheating, to make sure air circulates through their houses. I was collecting all of those and putting Battery those in the basement. Electric
1: fans, they're electric.
0: Yeah, they're electric. They that's what the battery provides.
1: Well, yeah, but when people think electric, they think plug-in.
0: Oh, yeah. No, these are battery. These are all yeah. Ryobi fans. Yeah. These are, when I say, pretty much every time I say electric, it's going to be cordless because we, I love Ryobi.
1: <laughs> he does. I do.
0: I love electric tools.
1: And Chicken House is the only one that has actual power. So right.
0: right. They get
1: a real fan.
0: They get like the, the kind of fan that you would put in your window of your house. And it just cycles things through.
1: And they like to sit in front of it and have their little tail feathers <laughs> It's funny. <laughs> anyway.
0: But that fan has already been pulled.
1: Oh, yeah. I pulled that weeks ago.
0: Yeah. But these are, these are just Ryobi, the regular batteries, not the large batteries. I took all those, put them in the basement. And I still had more stuff I planned to do. And I wasn't even... I had, like, two more hours of stuff I was planning to do. And I was prepping for it. I was, I was getting tools. It was, I was all this stuff. And then Kara's like, are we podcasting today? I was like, well, yeah. And then I looked down and I was like, oh, it's 1 o'clock. We got a podcast by like now. Two, <laughs> 2 o'clock or something.
1: It's not, because at 3.30, which is half hour from now. We have to put everyone to bed.
0: Right, right, because the day's over. <laughs> In the summer, I would have hours left. To, I, I can I can literally do half of the stuff I would normally do because winter the day is so short.
1: It's crazy and you would think, well, you can just do some stuff after you put in the animal's bed but by then it's so dark, so cold and we have to have dinner and then I wake up early for baking and this week is Thanksgiving week so I have multiple orders I gotta
0: Which is a with... problem you want to have, yes. but it's still a busy week.
1: It's a busy week, which means every day I'm waking up at, like, 1 a.m., if not earlier. Yeah, Monday,
0: Tuesday, and Wednesday are going to be bad.
1: Yeah, so I'm not looking forward to that. And then on top of that, I'm going to have to, because he has to deliver Tuesday and Wednesday, I'm going to have to clean all of the animal houses. And Thursday we'll have a nice Thanksgiving, and then Friday I should probably contact the other guy, but I'm pretty sure they're open, so I'll have another delivery. So I only get one. Oh yeah, day you off, should
0: totally contact but, him.
1: But pretty sure he's open. But don't, I'll make sure.
0: Yeah, don't leave it to chance. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's it's a crazy week for sure. And it's just uh Ugh not looking forward to it. And today I just wanted to kinda relax but I felt guilty and then I was running behind. I didn't do half the stuff I should have done. And then I wanted to hang out with my animals, but all I was able to do was clean some stuff and pet some some of them. And then it's just like, well, now the day's over. What the freak?
0: There's a certain amount of work you have to do every day no matter what. And then there's other work you want to do for projects for the future. The regular work dominates the daylight hours.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. And
0: you end up with fewer hours for projects. And, no, if, if you have inside projects, you can. But once you adjust to the cycle of the sun, if the, if the sun is what drives you, which is what happens on a farm.
1: But it's not the farmer's fault for the early... Oh, yeah, daylight savings time. That is not... That's a myth.
0: We'll go into it another time. I don't remember the whole story now. But, yeah, it's not I because of farmers. I think we
1: discussed it before, but I'm just going to re
0: reiterate that yeah
1: that's the word
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it's not because of farmers but farmers are bound to the sun that's kind of an argument against daylight savings because it doesn't matter what what time it is you're going to do stuff when the sun comes up and when the sun goes down yeah period and it doesn't matter what number you apply to that it's not going to change so in the the dark hours are just down hours the morning you're going to kick around in the the, head, the worst of winter, you're going to kick around in the morning, and you have a little bit of time in the morning. But at night you're gonna you're gonna feel drained. You're gonna feel down. It's both of us get was it seasonal affected disorder.
1: Yeah, it's called like sad sad. So yeah yeah seasonal
0: affected have, disorder.
1: I have it bad, and I guess he's starting to get it. The whole.
0: The whole place, the world turns gray. It's like the beginning of The Wizard of Oz when everything's in monochrome. Because New England becomes so beautiful and vibrant in the summer and then just dies in the winter.
1: Except this summer, it was, it was just not a good summer. So I feel like we got ripped off.
0: Yeah, we got robbed. It's, it's going to be a harder winter because we feel like we got robbed in the summer. The rain was way too much rain.
1: Way too much. So many yucky days. Couldn't really...
0: It rained solid for a month and a half.
1: Yeah. It was brutal. And I'm sure winter is going to be super brutal. So it's...
0: I don't even know because <sighs> it's in El Nino time, which means things are warmer. And climate change is also making it warmer. But I don't know what that does to all the systems and currents. I should I should look up on... Um, like what the meteorologists are saying about what's going to happen this winter, but they don't know really. I, well, they know more than me, yeah. and and but yeah, they're they're kind of predicting, they're yeah. guessing. It's an educated guess, but I don't know if we should. Are we going to have piles and piles of snow, or is it all going to melt again? What I don't or is know. it
1: going to be ice and like
0: arctic I feel like,
1: temperatures? We don't know.
0: I feel like we're going to get more ice. I feel like our future as the world gets warmer is we're going to have more days where it goes above freezing during the day and everything starts to melt a little bit and then the night is cold. So there's no friction in the entire world for all winter. That's Mm. what I think is going to happen more and more.
1: It's a problem.
0: And if we get more rain, if the the rain is a thing every year, then everybody is thinking about water management now because the rain was so bad.
1: At least you hope you. they are. Yeah.
0: And we're talking uh-huh. about roads and ditches and stuff. What's probably gonna happen is I'm gonna take a week vacation and dig a big long ditch by hand and make an amateur French drain just to kind of manage the stuff in our main area so that we don't have walk through six inches of mud. That's that's probably what's gonna occur.
1: Or you can rent an excavator.
0: That's like five hundred dollars a day.
1: It would only take you a day. Well, two days. One day to learn, one day to do it.
0: I'll tell you what, we'll look at that and we'll look at... um, We'll
1: we'll figure that one out and let you know.
0: Yeah, we'll figure that out because I'm more tempted, if it's going to cost that much, to just see if Maurice would do it.
1: Well, yeah, I'd rather have a professional.
0: There's a guy down the street that has an excavator. He does a landscaping business and... Everybody talks think, about why don't
1: we use him more? Because it costs money. Yeah, because he's not money.
0: He's a professional, but when you're doing earth moving, I don't know, if it's just digging a long ditch, I think I can handle that.
1: Yeah, but it would take up so much time.
0: It would, it would. But I, I wouldn't try to build anything with an excavator because then you have to you have to really know what you're doing. It's the whole trick is knowing what you know and what you don't know. And I'd much rather, because Maurice might take one day to do something, and it might take me three days, and then I don't even know some of the risks, so I don't plan for them. Whereas if Maurice does it, it's going to be done correctly, because he's been doing this for years.
1: So we should contact him, basically, is the bottom line.
0: <laughs> yeah, but we got, like, we should. But we should basically come up with a budget first so we don't waste his time because we've got, like, three or four projects we need him to work on.
1: Yeah, there's a lot that he yeah. needs. Like, he's on deck, but we need...
0: He's ready if we... Figure if we, out we,
1: the money and figure out time.
0: We just need to, yeah. We just need to come up with the money and the Money the, and time. And the time. Is
1: the biggest issue, and that is why... The nonprofit. i'm trying to boost it more this winter if i have a moment but this week is obviously out but giving tuesday is happening next tuesday and i'm trying to push we're gonna have open house for all those who listen are in the area you're more than welcome it'll be on a sunday because tuesdays are big days so it has to be on the sunday but and that way you get to meet the animals because it'll be during the day. Yeah.
0: I feel like the so, nonprofit's going to go kind of the way the bakery went, where it was really, really hard to punch through at first. Slow,
1: slow, slow, and then boom. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can hope, right? Because it's been a couple of months. Since...
0: Whatever, whatever pattern is the most stressful is what's yep. going to happen to us.
1: I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, these are things you want, but I need to still push and work on it
0: and that's why you're going to be doing we're going to be getting back into a farmer's market next year
1: yeah i know scary right i don't i've left the house so we went actually i left the house yesterday it was the first time in three and a half weeks uh it
0: went fine we went three places mm, it was fine
1: nope (laughs) it was very stressful and i was ready to have a breakdown
0: i i forgot (laughs) my wallet <laughs> so that made her nervous the Don't entire talk. time. What, they can't bust me now for.
1: Well, and um, he was driving that woman. Well, yeah, yeah.
0: I got all the way to like, Augusta before I realized I, I left my room. And wall then at that time, house. It's,
1: it's too late. We've gone too far. Yeah,
0: we've gone too far. It's like the first Harold Kumar movie. We've oh gone my gosh, too far. I love that
1: movie. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's funny. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's my favorite joke, by the way. They, they, they just left their apartment. They walked like,
1: down the hall.
0: They were like, they forgot something in their apartment, and they both turned around and <laughs> looked at their own apartment door. And, and Kumar was like, no, we've gone too far.
1: <laughs> <It's the> <laughs> <best>. <laughs> but we
0: literally had, we, we were in Augusta. Yeah. We're just like a, a good drive away. It's 10 miles, but it's like.
1: It the, feels forever.
0: It's like 15 minutes. It's enough that if I had driven back home for my wallet, she would not have left the house again.
1: Yeah. And then. And just, like, trying to leave. He was doing something. I was sitting in the car. Because if I did not sit in the car, I was going to change my mind and not go. Right.
0: And I was outside. You wanted me to get hay for the animals one more time. So I went to do that. Because it was raining. And it kind of broke my routine. Because I have routines, too, because I forget stuff. So, like, I'll forget my wallet, right? (laughs) So I have little routines that protect me from myself. And... When she was in the car, I was like, oh, we're going right now. And it kind of broke my routine. And so I didn't, I didn't do my little check routine when I leave the house uh, because I didn't leave the house to go somewhere. I left the house to go get hay for the goats. But anyway, we, we got there. We went to the booze store. That was fine. Everything was cool. Uh, then we went to Target, which was a nightmare. Uh, yeah. It's the holidays. We don't like to go in stores near the holidays. There's too many people. And, but they
1: needed stuff.
0: Yeah, and, and it, it no matter where ship you time. no matter where you stand, people have to walk into you and walk where you're trying to go. And and then we went to the grocery store, which is even worse.
1: So much worse. It was like a hundred times worse. I know
0: this elderly couple. These two ladies were going in the same pattern as we were, and we collided with them like in every aisle. And, it was like, and I told Kara, we need to change our speed or change or skip an aisle.
1: But that's, like, hard when you need to figure out. Kara well,
0: hasn't I been in this Hannaford in a long time. I, she, I don't
1: go to the grocery store. I yeah. order online, and he picks up.
0: She no longer, so. like, back in the day, it would have been like boom, 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 boom. But she hasn't been in this Hannaford in a while, so she doesn't remember where everything is. Man. And it's also and I needed
1: not, so much stuff.
0: And it's the Augusta Hannaford. It's not the, even the one that we would normally go to. So it's it's even if she did remember, she'd remember the wrong Hannaford. Yeah, because so, they're not.
1: They're kind of laid out the same, but they're not.
0: So. Right. It's it's different enough, and we end up going to different ones. And it's confusing. If you got the floor plan of the other one in your head, it can cause some trouble.
1: But I had no floor plan in my head because it's been so long. So I don't she even was, remember last time I. Stopped. She was
0: slowly going down every aisle, checking everything, and it, we eventually got through it. Mm -hmm. But she was very much done. She was like, I'm good for a month.
1: Yeah. I'm not coming out for a month. (laughs) It's just like, I can't. It's just too much. Especially grocery stores, the most stressful I feel. Like I'm sweating and about ready to have a panic attack. And I'm just like, ah, no. And we still wear masks out because I don't want to be sick again. So...
0: Yeah, and we're boosted and all that stuff, too.
1: But people are not, so, yeah.
0: So we're going to call this one erosion. (laughs) We're going to pretend that we talked about erosion the whole time.
1: We talked mostly, and then...
0: The moral of the story with erosion is grass and plants and things, are the cover crops, basically, are the best way to hold the ground because the roots go down and they hold everything together. And when you lose that, stuff starts wearing away. So in the spring, we're going to have to find, it doesn't necessarily have to be grass. It be clover or something. Well, Whatever whatever we do, it has to be something that's going to be acceptable to the goats and sheep. Uh, okay. So it's probably going to be grass. I mean,
1: everyone loves clover too. But the question is, what grows the fastest and what? Can we get to stay? This basically, we don't want the chickens and ducks eating all the seeds before it can start growing. That's right. the problem. So we may have to try those erosion blanket thingies. So.
0: Yeah, if it if it protects some of the seeds, that would be helpful.
1: I mean, we've tried putting straw over it. We've tried putting hay over it. I mean, they they dig through stuff, but these supposedly. Our
0: but they're not meant to be anti-chicken barriers. They're meant well, to be... we
1: don't know. We can try them. But
0: that's not what they're advertised for. Well, we give it a go.
1: We'll try. We'll try anything at this point, because what we got to lose?
0: We'll be the people that tell you if it works.
1: Yeah. So, right. we'll figure it out.
0: But we're... As we're recording, we just went over an hour. All right. So, we successfully BS you for an entire hour.
1: Sorry. All six of you. Someday, we'll have, like... Better content once we can think and get ahead of stuff.
0: That is very optimistic. I'm I'm proud of you.
1: I know. It's a problem. Anyway.
0: (laughs) Have a good whatever you're doing.
1: Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye.